Colossians 2.10 says this in the Amplified. It says, for we are God's workmanship. We are his handiwork recreated in Christ, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, that we should walk in them, say walk in them, living the good life, say good life, which he already has prepared for us. God prepared a good life for you. If life sucks for you, it's not God's life for you. He handcrafts us, designs us uniquely, and then he puts his very spirit in us so we can do his work. Isn't that beautiful? He doesn't reside inside of you just for you. He's in you for a purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you, they're plans that suck. Just want to check, make sure you guys are awake. His plans for you are good. Say good. good. Say God's plans, God's plans for me are good. They're good. They're his very best for you. If you don't believe it, it ain't going to happen for you. You will live what you believe. If you know who you are, you're going to live what you believe. Not what you know, but what you believe. That's why you have to be aware that there's an enemy of your soul. He wants you to believe that you have no purpose in life. He wants you to believe that you have no future. You ever feel that way? I have no future. I have no hope. Why do I exist? Any of those questions ever came to you? What's my purpose in life? What, you know, I just, life stinks, you know. Things don't go your way. Circumstances don't go your way. Then that's it. Life's over. I'm just going to crawl in a hole and become a worm. Right? Nothing goes your way. Isn't that something? But if you know who you are, then you know that God works all things together for good so my circumstances do not dictate to me how I'm going to react and feel or respond because I know who I am and I know that he's at work. So now when my circumstances stink, it doesn't mean that his plans for me stink because my circumstances are not his plans. I hope that made sense because here's where we get frustrated and disappointed is because we think our purpose is a title. We think our purpose is marriage. We think our purpose is a position or a job or success or having kids, yeah? Frustration and disappointment comes when I believe that my purpose is a doing. It is something that I do. Your purpose is not something you do. Your purpose is somebody you are. Your purpose is being a child of God. Your purpose is loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Your purpose in life is your identity of who he create, has created you to be. You guys tracking? Disappointments come and we think God's purpose for my life is what I do. His purpose for your life is your being. You're a human being, we've heard us, we've said it before, you're a human being, not a human doing. 
guys get it? You and I were created by him for him, regardless of what you ever do. Ephesians 2.10 said what? You are a masterpiece. You are his poem. You are a poetry. You read it in all the different translations. It says that you are. It doesn't say that you do. You are his masterpiece. It doesn't matter if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a McDonald's worker, if you're a Walmart worker, if you're a construction guy, if you're whatever. None of that matters. You're a human being. The very purpose for you sitting here today is because you are his kid. You're his masterpiece first. You can't do good works until you believe that you're first a masterpiece. You guys get me? Why is that important? Because if my doing fulfills me, okay, listen, if I believe my purpose is what I do, then what I do is what's going to fulfill me. How many have been disappointed in your doing fulfilling you? When your doing is what fulfills you, then when it doesn't fulfill you, you're going to have to look for something else to fulfill you. So now I'm going to go get a different job. I'm going to go find a different wife. I'm going to go find a different, right? Because it's not what's supposed to fulfill you. When you're certain about who you are, when you are masterpiece first, your doing becomes part of your worship. Don't get quiet on me. Saturday nights sometimes get quiet. It's because you guys are tired. Maybe we should order pizza and popcorn. That's what I'm saying. Saturday nights are going to be popcorn and pizza night. A little bit of coffee, a little bit of caffeine, right? Yeah. How about that National Day of Prayer Thursday night? Who came to that? That was, some, that was really good, yeah? We had an after party. <laughs> after party was really good. Okay, let me get back on track here. All right. If you are doing all of those things, it's temporal. If your doing is what fulfills you and not your purpose, remember your purpose is not what you do, your purpose is who God called you to be. Say be. Say I'm a being. I'm not a doing, doer. If you are a doer, then it's performance. But when I am a being and I do, my doer becomes my worship. I'm not performing. I am doing not to get something. I'm doing because I love him. Completely different. Then when you're doing something, you're not looking for the approval of man because you're doing it because you're already approved by God. Because you're sealed, stamped, marked, stamped. And, you know, we talked about the seal. You know, the, he talked about the tomb was sealed by a Roman seal. You were sealed by the Holy Ghost. You are stamped and sealed. So when you do, your doing isn't because you're trying to get something. You're doing because you love him. So whatever, regardless of what you do, it doesn't matter. I do because it brings, it, I, what I, I do what I do because I love. And it's my pleasure to work and do for him. And when I do, not because I have to, but because I get to, it changes everything. I get 
to do what I do because I'm his masterpiece created in his image, filled with the Holy Ghost. And everything that I do now is a worship to him and it's pleasing aroma to him. But if I'm doing to get something, it's a stench because I'm doing out of performance. You're already approved by him. Amen? You guys like that? I'm almost a ballet dancer, except for I'm not coordinated. I don't know how to dance, but I can keep beat once in a while. I could probably fake dancing, but I don't want to show off or anything right now, so I'm just going just to get back to my message. I do know karate. Don't ask Lance. Yeah. It's fake karate, Lance. It's Cajun karate, okay? I make, up my own, I make up my own language because I can. I always use the Cajun card. All right, Galatians 6, 9. In the Amplified Classic, it says this, And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and the appointed season we will reap if we do not lose loosen or relax our courage and faint. Here it is in the New Living Translation. It says this, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Do you know how you get tired of doing what is good? When you're not seeing a result of doing good. Because you're doing for something and not from something. Am I making sense? See, when I'm doing because I'm a masterpiece, and because I'm creating his image and I'm doing it and it's my worship to him, then it doesn't matter, right? I won't get tired because I'm not trying to get something. It says, don't get tired of doing good. At the, just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Many of us have missed God because we've given up. When things, listen, this is why it's important. When I understand who I am, when things don't go the way that I think they should go, I trust God because the Bible says that he is working all things together for good. He is working behind the scenes. He's doing things that I don't see. He's got my front, my back, my side, my head, my feet, right? So when things don't go right, see, we give up because we get tired, we get weary because we're trying in our own strength. I'm going to give you, can I give you a newsflash? Newsflash is this. It says that in this world, you're going to have junk that comes at you. In this world, you are going to have an opportunity to get offended. In this world that we live in, Jesus himself said this, it ain't going to be a rose garden. Jesus, I think he actually came up with the song. I didn't promise you a rose garden. That's a country song, right? See, don't listen to country. It's depressing. <laughs> it's the worst music you can listen to. That and rap. Don't listen to either one of those. Good Lord. I'm, it's showing my age here anyways. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. The newsflash. In this world, Jesus himself said... In this world, you are going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have things come. Things are not always going to go your way. 
When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it doesn't change and make things, it doesn't make things better. It makes me better. Amen? It makes me, when I know who I am and who lives in me, when things happen on the outside, they stay on the outside. They don't come on the inside. Weary, when I'm weary, I'm not weary. This is weary. You guys catching, tracking with me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Smooth sailing. Okay, so let us not get tired of doing good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. If you give up, you don't reap. You reap what you sow. We, some, see, sometimes we forget that. If I, okay, that little cute little pineapple plant of yours there, Carissa, right? But that... She's pretty happy about that. I'm thinking to myself, good luck keeping that thing alive. That's what I'm saying. But it might go good in my sunroom when it's nice and hot in there. You know, it might work. So you might want to give it to me and I can just, in the winter anyways, and then, you know, it can grow. We can, we can share custody of the pineapple plant. <laughs> we'll sign papers after church. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm the new mom of a pineapple bush. Hey, make a little bit of Hawaii, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just lost my complete chain of thought. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, reaping and sowing. Yeah. So to make that pineapple bush, that pineapple, you know, it wasn't apple seeds, right? It was a pineapple seed that produced a pineapple. So we reap what we sow. If I'm sowing and complaining and all of these things, what do you think my, I'm going to harvest? Right? Yes. So when my circumstances are here, I don't partner. Listen, because I know who I am. Say, I know who I am. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm bought with his blood. Right? His spirit lives in you. Right? So when things are going on out here, the out here doesn't become who I am. I look at it completely different. I'm like, yes. Weariness is out here. I might feel that weariness, but the weariness does not identify me. Because the Bible says that if I don't give up, I'm going to reap a blessing. So I'm going to sow praise. I'm going to sow worship. I'm going to sow with my mouth the thing that I want to see. Right? Speaking those things that are not as though they are. What's up? Yes. So maybe, this is what happens after you get back from vacation. Too much sleep, too much rest is not good for you. Just saying. Yeah, maybe it's the vitamin D I got. I got lots of vitamin D. That's what they called it. I don't know, they were selling something and it, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Didn't look like, no, I'm kidding. Anyways. <laughs> All right, okay. So maybe the weariness and growing tired happens when I stop believing that who God says I am. I'm going to rewind that one. Maybe the weariness that I'm feeling is because I have forgotten 
or I don't believe who God says I am. Is the word of God the word of God? Is it active? Does it work? Okay, when I fall into a pit, it's because I stop believing this. Serious. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but what I do is I go, oh no, not today, Satan. Not, 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 not. I know who I am. David strengthened himself in the Lord. David got away by himself and he told himself who he was. All you gotta do is read the Psalms. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your trust in God. Get your butt moving. Get up, get off, shake the dust off, and let's get going. I believe there's an urgency for the church today that the church grows up. Say mature. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul says this, when I was a child, say child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I had to make a decision. I needed to put away childish things. So that means I might feel like throwing a temper tantrum, but I can't because I'm mature. You ever seen a 40-year-old throw a temper tantrum? Unfortunately, we have, yes. I'm 53, and I may or may not have thrown a temper tantrum, right? We all do it, but here's the thing. When I know who I am, I say, okay, come up higher. Come up higher. This is not who you are. I might feel like this. I might feel like all hell is breaking loose. I might feel like life stinks. I might feel like selling my house and moving to Florida. I might feel these things, but those things are not my reality because I know who I am. I know who God's called me to be, and I know what he's called me to do. See, we have to know for sure what we are here for, right? And when I know that what I'm here for is, number one, to love him first above all things, I am a human being, I am his child first, then anything he asks me to do, anything he asks me to do, I do it with all, with good pleasure because now it's my worship to him. If he says, Shar, I want you to go and I want you to go into the streets, I, want you, I do it with good pleasure. I don't say, oh, I have to. You guys get what I'm saying? It becomes my worship to him. Not things I have to do. Coming to church, you shouldn't come to church because you have to, you should come because you love him. You don't go to a cell group because, oh, something I gotta do. No, it's because you love him. You go because I'm a child of God. This is something he's asking me to do and he knows it's good for me, so I do it. Amen? The blessing comes when you're sowing the right things that he's asked you to sow. If you're not seeing things in your life, ask yourself what you're sowing. Just a thought. It's food for thought. You guys are going to get out here early tonight, 7.58, and I'm almost done. Believe it or not, I got two more, though, I could preach for you. No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> All right. So maybe the weariness and growing tired happens when I stop believing who God says I am or I stop believing or not know what is mine. Do you know that there's things that God, that we have because we're God's kids? Right? We have peace, joy. The Bible is, this is why we have to know what the word of God says. 
get a translation that, that you can understand. I've got like five translations. The New Living is easy. That's what I read from. I just read from it. I love it. I love the Passion Translation for just reading the New Testament to study the New King James. I love the Amplified, but if you got eight hours to read a verse. But it's amazing because it breaks it all down for you, right? Get you a, get you a young people, get you a paper Bible. Get a paper Bible. Because there's something about like, I got books on this thing. I got like, I don't know, probably a thousand, not a thousand, but like it feels like a thousand because it's so heavy. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I got a whole bunch of books on here, you know, but I still have a hard time reading books on here. I like them in my hand, right? Get you a paper Bible. If you don't have the money to get you a paper Bible, come and see me. And Pastor Jake will buy you a new Bible, <laughs> right? Seriously, I'm totally 100,000% serious about that. If you don't have a paper Bible and you don't have the money for it, come and see me. I'll get you a nice New Living translation like this and you'll understand it. Okay. So, I didn't even have, I had caffeine early this morning. Aren't you thankful? (sighs) All right. It's not enough to just know who you are. You have to believe who you are. Listen, because you will live what you believe. You will live what you believe. If you believe that eating healthy is good, you're going to eat healthy. I'm going to, I'm going to, can I just, yeah. Do you know where does the Holy Spirit live? Inside of us. I am a spirit, right? I have a soul and I live in a body. Okay? It is really important, people. Listen, I believe I'm going to, I'm going to just meddle a little bit. The only person to take care of your body is you, okay? We do a lot of mental health things, and I think that's amazing. Counseling is great and all of that. But listen, a lot of mental health is attached to how you eat and you take care of your physical body. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meddle. Exercise is really good for you. It helps your psyche. Eating proper foods you know, women my age go through this thing called menopause and hot flashes, you know, and all that. How many women are with me on that? Yeah, I know, it's miserable. But because I'm eating healthier, I don't have the hot flashes that I've had. I know all the young people are like, what? No, seriously. I want to challenge you guys now. Appreciate your body and take care of it. Right, Nicole? You've been working really hard at that. Come on. Do you feel better? Say yes. Okay. <laughs> no, but right. It, you, I know, but it's, it's good for you. It's good for you. I'm just, just throwing that out there. I'm meddling a little bit, but because we're all one, right? We read the word to take care of our spirit. We go counseling or we do whatever to take care of our mental health, right? We also need to take care of our body. It's super important. When I was your age... You, got you young people, I didn't care. Now that I'm old, I'm like, dang it, I probably shouldn't have done that. All right, you live what you believe. How do you do that? Is, how do you go from knowing to believing is you exercise it. You put it into practice. Amen? Got to know who you are. There's an urgency for us to grow up. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures on maturity. You guys want to hear them? 
Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, it says, There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Woo! That's immaturity right there. Can you imagine the Lord coming to you and saying, I would love to tell you these things. I would love to say these things to you, but you are spiritually dull and you don't seem to be listening. I don't want to be that guy. Verse 12, it says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others, but instead you need someone to teach you again and again and again the basics the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Verse 13, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Verse 14, solid food is those who are mature. Say mature. Who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. You have a choice. You can stay baby or you can grow up and eat big girl, big girl. Well, if you're a girl, you can eat big girl food. Or if you're a guy, you can eat big guy food. It's probably the same, but, you know, whatever. Just whatever. Right? Your relationship with the Lord is a personal relationship. Your growth is your personal growth. I don't want to drink I don't like milk, for one thing. I want meat. I prefer it on a round pie with lots of cheese and tomato sauce and pizza, you know, in the form of pizza. I like pizza. Right? I don't want the Lord to say, man, I, there's so many things I want to tell you. In fact, I think he told that to his disciples. I've got so many things to tell you, but, you know, just can't tell you. Right? It's called, same maturity. Maturity. When I was a child... I acted like a child, but when I became a man, I put away child, childish things. He's calling us to maturity. He's calling us, see, when I understand who I am, listen, when I understand who I am, when I understand who, what he's called me to do, then when things on the outside here become chaotic, become weary, become all of those things, it does not affect me because I know who I am. I might feel the things, but what we do, especially women, we take the feeling as in my identity, right? I feel like this. I feel like nobody likes me. Seriously? Doesn't that sound silly? Nobody likes me. They didn't talk to me. Well, go talk to them. You know, they don't message me. Well, message them. Right? Don't live by your feelings. All right. So I'm going to read another scripture. Second Peter, we're almost done. Give me five more minutes. Second Peter 3, 3 through 10. You guys ready? <clears throat> the word of God is so good. Verse 3, it says this, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Say godly life. Godly life, there is such a thing. 
We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Verse four, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Can you believe that, that we share his divine nature? This is part of knowing the word of God because now part of who you are is sharing his divine nature. So when I know that, when things out here start stirring up or I'm starting to feel like I don't belong, I'm starting to feel like what's my purpose, I'm starting to feel, I feel, no, right? Because I know who I am and this is out here. I am making sense now, am I not? All right. Hallelujah. All right, verse five. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. Say moral excellence. Moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control. Say self-control. You don't have to have three pieces of pie. You know what you, no, never mind. I was going to say, you know what I did? I went to a bridal shower today, and they had these really yummy, um, anyways, I'm not even going to go there because self-control. I practice self-control. Just put it that way. I didn't have the whole pie. I just had a piece of that and then a half a piece. <laughs> anyways, okay. Self-control, and listen, and with self-control, with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for one another, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse nine, but for those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sin. See, when you don't know who you are, you're gonna live like your old man. But that's why I have to understand my identity daily. That's why we gotta talk about identity all the time. So I'm gonna talk about it till I'm 83. So for 30 more years, you guys get to hear identity. Lucky you, lucky me. All right, verse 10. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Do those things and you'll never fall away, okay? So how do we mature? We learn to live from love. Number two, with a renewed mind, believing who you are so you can live like a child of God. I believe one of the areas that we need to renew our mind dailies is in who we are. Who we are. 100,000%. It's not behavior modification. We can only change our behavior by first changing what we believe. You're not gonna change how you do things until you first change how you believe those things. That's called repentance, okay? Ephesians 4, I'm gonna read one more scripture and we're all done, you guys good? Oh, I had a whole bunch of more scriptures, but we'll just, I said five minutes. Ephesians 4, 21 through 32. But this isn't about you, it's about him. So you guys just gotta, right? It's all for pleasure. It's your pleasure, right? To be here for him, amen? Okay. 
All right. You're not going to change your behavior. This is why I believe that it's people keep going back into the same bad behavior is because they don't think correctly about that. Does that make sense? If I believe that it's okay to live like this, then I'm going to live like that. That's why I have to believe what is truth because then I'll believe I'll live like truth. Okay? Am I making sense? All right, Ephesians 4.21. You guys ready? Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature. I'm talking about maturity. Say maturity. Okay, you guys are mature, right? Yes. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, say instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God. You're created to be like God. If you're not acting the way that Jesus would act, then you're acting in your old nature. Okay? Let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. That's in the Bible, right? Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. Stop gossiping. I'm gonna, that's not, doesn't say that. But there's, I can tell you a bunch of scriptures on, do you know that gossip is the number one killer in the church? Gossip ruins more relationships in the church I hate gossip. Gossip is a devil. I hate it. I don't hate the, per I hate the gossip. Okay. So stop telling lies. Verse 26, and don't let sin, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Do you know that anger, that we should not be angry? I struggled with anger. I was filled with anger. I believe I had a spirit of anger. I would like get mad at like, didn't matter. I mean, just like, it just would come up. Anybody in here ever deal with anger, it would come up from here and just, you're like, where the heck did that come from? And I got delivered from the spirit of anger and now I don't get angry. I might get angry, but I don't like, my top doesn't blow off and my face doesn't turn into a different person, right? The Bible says right here, that's why God is so smart. It says, don't get angry. Anger gives a foothold to the devil. Man, I don't want the devil in my life. If you are a thief, stop stealing. So if you're a stealer, don't steal. Put it back. Don't take the napkins or the toilet paper. You guys remember that when toilet paper shortage was around here? Isn't that just sound like such a long ways off? that we, like, couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. I mean, we just were tearing T-shirts and <laughs> socks, you know. I mean, just whatever we can. I'm kidding. We never ran out of toilet paper. Did anybody here ever run out of toilet paper? What about hand sanitizer? And they're giving that stuff away for free. They're like, here, please, take some. Okay. Anyways. If you're a thief, stop stealing. Instead, use your hands to do good work and then give generously to those who need. 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. If you are a child of God, what is coming out of your mouth? 
Don't use foul. In other words, stop swearing. Stop swearing or using abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. If what you're saying isn't building people up, you probably shouldn't be saying it. I'm talking about your identity, right? Maturity. Maturity is saying, I am a son, I'm a child of God. What comes out of me is going to be Holy Spirit driven and it's going to bring encouragement and it's going to build up people, not tear them down. Let everything you say be good. Okay, verse 30. And don't bring sorrow to, the, to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Do you know that the way that you live either brings pleasure to God or it brings grief to God? That's what it says right here. You guys want to read it out of my Bible? That's what it says. How you live, say how I live, it either brings pleasure to him or it grieves him. You please him because you are his child. But the things that you do or the things that I do either grieve his heart or please his heart. Right? I'm talking about growing up, right? It's time that we grow up and quit playing childish games and, right? You guys smile. You love me? I'll bring popcorn next week. Pizza. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Verse 31, get rid of all bitterness. Bitterness will kill you. Bitterness will affect your physical body. Bitterness will affect your soul. Bitterness will keep you in a pit. Anybody in here ever live with bitterness? I did. It's a stinker. Get rid of it. Get rid of bitterness. Get rid of rage. Get rid of anger and harsh words. Slander. Get rid of it. As well, of all, as, well as all types of evil. Instead. Say instead. Now we can, I can talk with a nice voice. Be kind to one another. Say kind. We just need a little bit more kindness in this world, right? It's so easy to want to smack somebody when they've been nasty to you, right? Is it easy to want to, like, you know, run over somebody and bear in the backyard and not tell anybody? Don't dig up my yard. Nobody's buried there, I promise. But, right? Have you ever had that where you, right? But when I am living from up here, from my identity, I can feel anger, I can feel hurt towards somebody, I can feel all those things, but I don't allow what I feel to affect me. Instead, I say, God, Jesus said this, he said, bless those that curse you, bless those that persecute you, love your enemies, okay? So be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ Jesus, has forgiven you. Love requires maturity. Everything has to be through love. 1 Corinthians 13, we always read those. It's called the love chapter. We read those at weddings. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. It's on Bill, you know, the signs at Hobby Lobby. Go to Hobby Lobby. And Hobby Lobby always has all these really cool, love is patient, love is kind. 
you know, we hang it on our wall and we walk out cussing and swearing and wanting to smack our husband in the head because they didn't take the garbage out. Honey, don't just read your sign, live it, right? First Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Talks about all the gifts of the Spirit. The last verse there says this. It says, I want you, Paul says, I want you to desire spiritual gifts. But then he says this. He says, but let me show you a better way. And then it goes into 1 Corinthians 13. It says, if you do all of these amazing things for me or for God, if you do prophesy, you heal the sick, you wear a white robe and, and you, can, you can dance and float in the air and you can do all these supernatural things. But if you don't have love and not rooted and grounded in love, it sounds in heaven like gong, gong, gong. Right? Because love, everything that we are, our identity is founded in love because Jesus is love, right? has to be in love. So love requires maturity. To love like Jesus requires maturity. Wouldn't you say? It's, it's easy to love those that love you. It's hard to love those that don't, right? Especially when you know somebody has a problem with you or you know somebody is offended by you. It's hard to say, hey, right? And to love them. All right, so love, to love like Jesus requires maturity. Maturity requires obedience. Obedience is not doing something. It's allowing ourselves to be transformed into something. Obedience requires humility. Humility requires maturity. I want you guys to stand up. Man, I spit all over my iPad. That is so gross. I ho- I don't want, I, I'm going to start preaching from back here so I don't get anybody wet. Have you played some keys? You guys all good? I can tell you one thing. I know why Bobby Connor says he froths at the mouth. Wouldn't you guys agree that we are in a season of breakthrough? I heard the Lord say, I've got a whole other message on this. I thought I was actually going to preach that one tonight, but I did it. I preached this one. Anyways, on, I felt the Lord say transition. I hate that word transition, right? I feel like we're in a transition. I looked up the word transition. You know what the word transition means? It says a change or shift. I'm like, shift happens. Get your sticker out there. We have some shift happens stickers. Transition, we are in a transition. I was just listening to a message from a guy the other night and he was talking about shifts and I thought, there it is again, shifts. Shift. When I know who I am, when shift is happening, I'm not going to be swayed. You guys hearing me? When shift is happening over here, I'm not going to be swayed because I know who I am, I know what I'm called to do, let whatever come, come. I'm not going anywhere, right? We're in a transition. Transition also, the synonym of transition is metamorphosis or transformation. 
That's a whole nother message. I can't wait to preach that one. But we are in a transition season, which means that we are metamorphosing into something that we've never seen before. Joshua 3 verse 4 says this, you are going to a place that you've never been before. That's exciting for some and not so exciting for some. Those that don't like change are like, I don't like to go anyplace new. They like to go to the same place. They like to eat at the same restaurant. They like to go to the same place for vacation. They like to eat, the, right? Anybody like that? I like to eat at the same restaurants because I don't want to pay for food I don't like. It's like, hey, this is tried and true. I like it. I'll pay for it. I know it'll be good. It stinks when you go to a restaurant and you don't like the food. You're like, dang it, that was 30 bucks wasted. We're in a transition. This is why it's important that you know who you are. Part of being a child of God is this, is that we're transformed into his image, right? To look like him because the world needs to see Christ in us. Do you know that the world does not see your heart? The world doesn't see you praying. The world doesn't see you reading your Bible. How is the world gonna know that you are a Christian? By your actions, your behavior is what the world is gonna see and say, there's something different about you or scary when they say there's nothing different about you. Right? But, say but, but. I like the word but. But we are coming in to a season of maturity. The Lord is asking us to grow up. Start acting like what we believe. And you need to believe who God says you are, that you are his masterpiece. You were created for him for good works. You were created and designed for good works. You were not, you're not to just do good works, but we are to do good works from understanding and knowing that I am his masterpiece so that what you do doesn't become who you are. What you do becomes your worship and your pleasure because you love him, right? Thank you, Lord. Put your hands out like this, like you're gonna receive something. God, I just thank you for what you're doing in these people. I thank you for what you're doing to those people online. God, I thank you for bringing us up higher. I thank you for loving us. I thank you for being so patient with us. I thank you for bringing us to truth. I thank you for releasing truth. God, I ask that these people that are here tonight and watching online would come from a place of just knowing who they are and believing who they are so that their doing becomes their worship and not their purpose. That their purpose, God, is to live like a child of God, to receive your blessings, to receive your inheritance, to be able to walk in all that you have for them. So God, I thank you. I bless them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, release dreams on them, encounters with them. In Jesus' name. A whole nother level. They're coming up to a whole nother level of maturity in you. In Jesus' name. And the church says, amen, amen. We have the ministry team up here. If you want prayer, come on up here. If you don't, 
and you want a Bible, go see Jake. Have a good night.